Hey loves, welcome back to another episode of Divine Destiny with LaToya. I'm your host, LaToya Okia. And guys, I am so excited that you decided to tune in to this episode. Now on this particular episode... Let me give you a forewarning and let me give you a little disclaimer. I may step on a few toes, okay? So put them toes up, okay? Clutch them, clutch your legs up under the seat, okay? Because I'm not trying to step on any toes, but if need be, if that's what I must do, then that's what I must do, love, okay? I got to do what thus says the Lord, and I have to give you guys the message that the Holy Spirit has given unto me. So with that being said... On this particular episode, I want to talk to you guys about the gospel. I want to talk to you guys about the real gospel, okay? And what the real gospel is, what the real gospel is, and how the real gospel should be preached in the way that God intended for it to be preached, okay? So as I said, I may step on a few toes, but you guys just take it for love, okay? Because I got to do what thus says the Lord. And this is hot off the press. This is straight off the press. This is coming directly from heaven, directly through me and to you guys. I want to tell you guys that the gospel is just the opposite of what we have grown up to think it to be. Okay. The gospel is more than just you going to a building, to a church service and you singing devotion. Okay. You, you giving a little praise and giving a little worship for a few minutes and you, you have your devotional leaders that lead the service through devotion and you sing praises and worship and everybody comes and shows their pretty little outfits and, and their little bow ties and their decorated their decorated ties and their decorated tucks and the three-piece suits and the um, Armani shoes, whatever you want to call it, whatever it is that they're wearing now, okay? The gospel is so much more than that, guys. I know that man has reduced it down to just that, but the gospel, that ain't it, okay? That ain't it. I'm here to give you guys the real spiel. I'm here to give you guys the real gospel. So what if I told you that this fashion show that man has put together, okay, this fashion show that man has put together, these three-piece, nice tailor-made suits and these tutu skirts and African print design women's attire and the big hats and, and the, the stilettos and the red-bottom heels, okay, that they're wearing in the church service today, What if I told you guys that all of that singing, all of those gifts, all of those instruments, all of those beautiful, beautiful singers that can sing so beautifully, that can sing you right up out of your seat. All of those amazing preachers that can preach you right on up out of your seat can make you jump up and shout for glory. What if I told you guys that God is not even pleased with any of that? What if I told you guys that that ain't even the gospel? What if I told you guys that that is not what the heavenly father intended for us to do? Well, I'm here to tell you guys just that. Okay. That is not what God intended for us to do. All of those things are nice and they are fine and dandy. And all of this praising one another and lifting up this person to be this and lifting up this person to be that. That ain't God, okay? And that is not what God intended for us to do. Because let me just tell you guys, the spirit of leadership 
It is on the inside of every single one of you. Every single human being that is walking this planet was meant to be a leader. You were meant to lead because God gave man a commandment. Okay. And out of man, I'm talking about man, woman, boy, and girl, because out of man, God made all of those creatures. He made a man and from man, he made woman, boy, and girl. Okay. So I'm talking about all of the above, every single one of you, you were created to rule and subdue and to have dominion over the earth. That's right. That's what I said, love. You were created to have dominion over the earth. You were not created to be a humble, faithful servant to man. Okay. You were not created to be a humble, faithful servant. I know that religion teaches you guys this. I know because this is what I was brought up under. This is what I was taught all of my life, that this is the way I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be this humble, faithful, good and faithful servant, you know, only go to my church. Don't go see nobody else's church. Don't go, don't do anything, you know, major. Don't do this. Don't dress like this. Don't talk like this. Don't say this. Don't say that. As I said, now I'm stepping on some toes, but I got to say what thus says the Lord. We have been taught this our entire life. We have been taught this religious viewpoint on what we believe that God to be on what we believe God to be. But I am here to tell you guys that religion God has nothing to do with religion. As a matter of fact, God hates religion. God hates religion because you know what religion is. Religion is man made way to get to God. Religion is a man made attempt to replace something that the father took away from man. All of those years ago, when Adam fell and Adam sinned, God took his power away. Okay. Adam lost his connection to heaven. He lost his connection to the heavenly father. And ever since then, the enemy has used religion to make man think that he, if he is religious enough that God will restore him back to the father, that's not the way. And I'm here to tell you guys that anybody that's trying to come to the father through that way, you're a thief and you're a robber because Jesus said, I am the way he didn't say I am a way or I am one of the ways he said, I am the way I am the truth. And I am the light. He said, no man cometh unto the father, except he come through me. You got to go by Jesus. Okay. All of this religious stuff. Let me just tell you guys, Jesus was never religious. He was never religious. Jesus was not a member of anybody's church. Okay. Jesus was not, Jesus was not a member of the first Baptist, Episcopal, Presbyterian, Catholic, Roman, whatever you want to call it, guys. I know this is, this is tight, but it's right. Jesus was not big on religion. He was not a religious person. If you look at Jesus and you study Jesus and you study his walk and the time that he had here on earth, Jesus went out to the people. He went out to the people. He did not limit himself to one building. Okay. He did not say, well, if they don't come in here and get saved and they don't come in here and join my church, I ain't got nothing to say to them. I ain't got no resources from them. I ain't got no resources for them. I ain't got nothing to say to them. They ain't a member. They ain't a member of Jesus Methodist Baptist church. So I don't have anything to say to them. No guys, that's not what he did. That's not what he did. The Bible says he, he crossed limits. He broke barriers. He broke boundaries. He was in the midst of people that he was not even supposed to be in the midst of. 
he went out into the world and he preached the kingdom of God. He came to preach the kingdom of God. He came to let the people know that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is here. I have come with the good news of the kingdom, the will of my father, which is in heaven that shall be done here on earth. I come to preach the good news of the kingdom of God. And he began to teach them the way he began to give them the knowledge of the kingdom. That was his mission. But guys, I'm here to tell you that we have gotten so far away from that. We have gotten so far away from that. We have got so caught up on religion and traditionalism and, you know, the whole system of the church. The ushers will rebuke you in a second. If you don't get it together, honey, the, uh, oh, the ushers. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. The ushers control the whole atmosphere of the church. Let me just tell you, okay? Because when you come into the church, the first person that you're going to come in contact with is that usher. That usher. Y'all know, I'm pretty sure y'all have had some nasty experiences with some ushers. Okay? They will snatch you up quick, get you together. No, you can't sit there. No, you can't be there. You can't. Come on now. You guys know what I'm talking about. Nothing about that God is pleased with. Okay. God is not pleased with that. See, we have gotten away from the real gospel. We have gotten away from that. We have got so caught up in religion and we have got so caught up in traditionalism. Okay. And we are so territorial. Why are church people so territorial? Don't stand here. You can't stand here. You can't sit there. You can't be here. You can't be there. You can't get that much food on your plate. Put some of that food back. You got to get this. You got to get that. No, guys, that is not the way God intended for it to be. That is not the gospel and that is not God's way. Okay. That is not his way. As I said, I'm stepping on some toes, but that's all right. That's all right, because we got to get back to the gospel. We got to get back to the real gospel. I'm here to tell you guys that the gospel is a mobile business. If you are not in the business of making the gospel mobile, then you're in the wrong business. I said what I said, and I'm sticking to it because I have the authority of the kingdom of heaven backing me on this. If you are not in the business of having a mobile gospel, then you're in the wrong business. What that means is if you're only limiting yourself to your church, your members, okay, your crew, my crew, let's go. (laughs) Y'all know that saying, okay. If you're only limiting yourself to your members and your crew, you're only praying for your members. You don't have a word for anybody else. You don't have anything to give anybody else. When anybody needs help, you don't give them any help because they didn't join your church. You don't give them any help because they don't pay you any tithes. You don't give them any help. Even though God has given you the resources and God has touched your heart to help this person, you won't help this person because they're not a member of your church. You won't help this person because they won't dress the way you told them to dress. You won't help this person. Okay. Okay, y'all know what I'm talking about. It's time to get away from that. That is not God and that is not the gospel. Okay, the gospel has no limitations. The, The gospel has no roof. Oh, you thought it was just your church. Oh, you thought it was just your members. No, this is bigger than just your church, love. This is bigger than just your members. This thing goes out to the world. Okay. This is meant for the world to hear. This gospel is meant for the world to know about. This gospel is a mobile business. 
It is a mobile government, should I say. I don't even want to call it a business because people have traditionalized church to be like a business. They have traditionalized it to be like a business. It's not a business. You got to give people the kingdom. You got to teach people the kingdom of God. When you teach people the kingdom, the Bible says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you. If your members are not prospering, if things are not going well in your church, if things are not going well in what you're trying to do, then it's because you got to give your people the kingdom. You must give them the kingdom because in the kingdom is everything that they need. In the kingdom is where their, their resources are. Because there is no recession. There is no lack in the kingdom of heaven. Okay. We got to stop looking at church as a business and we got to look at it as for what it is. It's actually a government. It is a government. It is a new style of government. We got to teach the people, let the people know that the kingdom of heaven is here. Love It's here. It's right here right now. And it's inside your heart. It's not in this building. This building is just a place that we meet, but the kingdom of heaven is on the inside of you. And the kingdom of heaven is here now. You don't have to sing your sad songs up until the point that you die and, and look for the day that one glad morning you will fly away and take wings like a bird and fly to heaven. No, God said, that's not the way I intended for it to be. God said, I sent you here so that you could bring heaven onto earth. You are supposed to be activating my will, which is done in heaven. You are supposed to be activating that will here on earth. What are you doing? What are you doing? But you know what? You don't have to take my word for it to the people that believe that they stay within their building, in their little church, in their little comfort zone. And if you're in a comfort zone and you're in the church business, you're in the gospel business, then that's a dangerous place for you to be. And I urge you to remove yourself expeditiously. Please remove yourself because you cannot be in the business of the gospel. You cannot be in the government of the gospel and be in a comfort zone. You must get out of your comfort zone. You cannot save souls from inside of your comfort zone. You got to push. You got to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. But you don't have to take my word for it. We'll go to the word of God. Okay. In the book of Acts. Acts 1. And he said unto them, we're talking about Jesus. This is what Jesus was telling his disciples. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father have put in his own power. So many of us inside of the church, we worry about what we going to sit, what we going to eat, what we going, what we going to live at, how we going to live, how we going to get our bills paid, how we, and God said, Jesus said, don't you know that your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things? He knows that you have need of all these things. You asking God to pay your rent. You asking God to pay your bills, your car note, your car insurance to help you. That is an insult to God. The heavenly father knows that you have need of all of these things. And he has already made the provisions for you to have those things. He said, why are you thinking about where you're going to sit and what you're going to eat? Why are you thinking about trivial, petty things like that? That's what Jesus was telling the disciples. He said, it's not for you to know about all of these things. See, they were so worried about power. They were so worried about who going to sit on the right hand, who going to sit on the left, left hand. And Jesus told them, he said, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons. It's not for you to know these things, which the father have put in his own power. But he said, ye shall receive power. See, 
they were trying to worry about where they were going to, what they were going to get and, and, and how this was going to be and how that was going to be. And Jesus told them, he said, you're missing the most important part. He said, you forgot that you have power. He said in the eighth verse, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses. Okay. This is what I'm, I want to tell you guys that don't believe that the gospel is mobile. He said, and you shall be witnesses unto me. He said, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost part of the earth to all of these religious church folks that think they church is the bomb diggity. <laughs> they believe that their church is the best church around here. Can't nobody touch their church. Can't nobody touch their church. Can't nobody sing like them. Can't nobody do it like them. They the best at what they do. Can't nobody do it like them. Well, guess what? I'm here to tell you that gifts and callings are without repentance. You ain't got to live no kind of way to have a gift. God gave a gift to every single person that walks this earth. But do you have power? Do you have some power with that thing? Okay. Are you, are you anointed? Do you have some power? Because I'm here to tell you guys that when Jesus walked up to the fig tree and that fig tree had no fruit, he cursed it. He cursed it from the root. And Jesus said, a lot of you guys that are out here with all of these wonderful gifts, you singing, you playing all these instruments. But God said, when I come up to your tree, I don't see no fruit. I don't see any fruit. Where's the fruit? He was hungry. He hungered and he desired a fig. And when he walked up to this tree, this tree didn't have no figs. This was the son of the living God. Jesus Christ, the Lord and savior, the lamb of God. When Jesus walked up to this fig tree, I don't care that it wasn't time for figs. When Jesus Christ walked up to this fig tree, that fig tree was supposed to produce a fruit. And I want to tell you guys that when Jesus comes, the Bible said, he said that when I come to earth, will the son of man find any faith on earth? When the father comes to you, what will he find? Will he see any fruit? Do you have any fruit for him? The Bible says he hungered and he wanted, he desired to eat from the fig tree and the fig tree had nothing. And because the fig tree had nothing, he said, no man shall eat from you from this day forward. And he cursed it from the root. And the Bible says that the next day when they came back and the disciples looked at it, the tree was withered up. It was dried up and they marveled at it. He cursed it from the root because it had nothing to give him when he came to it. And I want to tell you guys that if Jesus came to you right now, what, what works do you have? What are your works? He said, I know you by your works. A tree is known by the fruit that it bears. You got all these gifts. You got all these callings, but where is the fruit? Where is the fruit? The gospel is a mobile government. It is mobile. Okay. It is not meant to be shut up inside of your little church building. It is not meant to be shut up inside of your church with your members, but it is meant to be preached to the uttermost parts of the world. You got to get out where the sinners are. When they see you, what do they see? Do they see God? Because I'm here to tell you that if you claim to be a child of God, if they see you, when they look at you, what do they use to separate you from the rest of the world? When they look at you, do they see God? Can they see the father? Can they see the works of the kingdom? 
Or do they see just another depressed person? Do they see just another broken person? Do they see another person living that has no victory? Another person that has no power? Because I'm here to tell you that the Bible says that when you come unto God, you must become a new creature. Where is the fruit? Where is the fruit? When the father comes to you, will you have any fruit for him to eat? Where is the fruit? Because whatever you're doing, if you don't have any fruit, then you're doing it in vain. You're doing it in vain. Understand that the gospel was meant to be preached into all of the world. Jesus is not going to come back until this gospel has been preached in every single part of the world. We are not doing our parts as the Christians. We are not doing our part as the sons and daughters of God. We have not gotten this word out there to the world. You preach the word every Sunday. Great. That's wonderful. But what are you doing to make sure that the world hears this message? Because this is bigger than just your members. This is bigger than just your church. This is bigger than just your pulpit. You got to get this word out there to the world. You got to get it out there to the world. Jesus said, you must be a witness unto me, unto the uttermost parts of the world. You got to go past Blakely, Georgia. You got to go past Dothan, Alabama. You got to go past Southeast, Southwest Georgia. You got to go past the United States. You got to go overseas with this gospel. That's why I started this podcast, guys. And I make sure this podcast is available on every single arena where you can listen to podcasts, where you can listen to radio broadcasts. I make sure that people can hear this message in the United Kingdom. I make sure that people can hear this message in Kenya. I make sure that people can hear this message in Ireland. People are listening to this message in Singapore. Why do I do that? I do that because this is bigger than just a church building. This is bigger than just a group of members. This is bigger than just a local thing. I'm doing what God told me to do. God said, you are to be a witness unto me into the uttermost parts of the world because this gospel is mobile. This gospel is a mobile government and I must do what thus says the Lord. Now, I apologize if I stepped on a couple toes, but I hope I stepped on a couple toes because I want you guys to make a change. There should be a change. I want there to be some conviction. I want you to get mad at me and I want you to make a change because at the end of the day, this thing is bigger than me. It's bigger than you. We are to do what God has told us to do. We are to do what he has commanded us to do because it's all fine and dandy to, to do all this good singing and preaching that we've been doing. But it would be a shame to get to the end and to stand before God and to hear him say, you did some good singing. You did some good preaching, but that wasn't the assignment. That was not the assignment. So therefore you failed. Now depart from me because I know you not. It would be a shame to live this life and get to the end and hear the father say that. The gospel is the gospel, guys. You can't take nothing from it and you can't add nothing to it. It is what it is. And it's time that we start living exactly what it is i love you guys so very much until next time always remember guys if you can see it in your mind then you can hold it in your hand with god all things are possible until next time this has been another episode of divine destiny with latoya ministering to the masses to god be all the glory